1: everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie D-PFL. It's Tuesday, it's September 1st, it's 2020. And we have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy for the second straight day, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
2: Oh, I'm doing just wonderful. Been watching Cobra Kai all day long. It is, it is a, a blast from the past. It is very entertaining and I'm thoroughly enjoying it.
1: Cobra Kai yeah um it's on my queue on uh good old Netflix that's on my queue so um we'll have to we'll have to compare notes um you know because uh we we work together a bunch so we'll have to we'll have to compare notes and see how we how we like that one
2: (laughs) I look forward to watching it my friend
1: um. Yeah, man. Eleven games. A lot to talk about. Um. You know, Monday slate went pretty well for me. Um. So ready to move on to Tuesday. Keep it rolling here, and uh, we get started. Washington at Philly. Patrick Corbin. Aaron Nola. Um. Any interest here in Patrick uh, Corbin?
2: No, none whatsoever. I mean, Philly has a lot of varieties in the lineup that can absolutely destroy him. He's been decent so far this season, but he hasn't been anything special. He's priced too high. There's a lot of guys in the mid tier that mid-tier upper mid-tier that I think are just much better options I think Philly actually gets some ownership on the slate which against Corbin isn't surprising like it it's it's just a spot where they have a lot of guys that hit righties or lefties very well so at 10.2k I, I don't have any interest in Corbin
1: yeah like it's a tough matchup um I'm kind of with you you know these guys are the two highest priced pitchers on the slate um so you know I don't feel like we have like an easy option. I think like maybe Hauser is probably like the closest thing to that. Um, Maybe Valdez, but like, I like those guys more than I like Nola and Corbin. Like, you know, even if we go to the other side here, you know, well, especially like if you look at like how well Philly has been against lefties this season, like it really scares you off Corbin. And then like, if you look at Nola here, Nola's pitched great. Um, you know, for the most part, the guy's sitting at a thirty-four point eight percent strikeout rate. But like this team, Washington overall, they don't strike out a ton.
2: Yeah, no, it's a little bit of a tougher matchup here. But noel has been so good. The problem is his price tag. Like, it's just a really weird slate. Just uh like, I'm I'm going mostly eight K guys. Like those eight K guys are in too good of matchups or too underpriced for what they're going up against. So like that that's kind of the reason why I'm not on Knoll. But there's absolutely no reason not to play Nola if you have the money for him. Like, he's got a 2.15x flip on the season. Striking out right, he's at a huge clip. Striking out left, he's at a decent clip. And he's just been so good so far this season. The uh, Nationals only have a 3.9 implied run total against him. Like, he's fantastic. He's a very good ace. It's just the way that the slate is kind of looking uh, that I would rather go with a few of the AK guys. But if I have the money for Nola, I'm absolutely throwing him in. He's the probably the top raw points play on the entire slate at Pitcher. And I don't think there's – that's really very disputable.
1: He's my favorite pitcher over 9K, but I don't think that – honestly, it doesn't say much on the slate for me. He's the only
2: pitcher over 9K I would use.
1: Yeah, like, uh, we got to see what the Arizona lineup looks like and, like, if we can kind of feel out. Like, they moved a lot of people, and we have no idea what to expect lineup-wise, but, like, Urias, he doesn't pitch deep. So, like, I think I'm with you on that. I think Nola um, is the play if you're paying up, but – I don't see myself using any Washington bats here. Like, I love one Soto yesterday. I told you guys, like, he was my favorite player. He was the top player on the slate for me. It worked out. Um, but, like, I don't see myself playing Washington bats. I think, like, Soto's always in play. Like, but I don't see myself, like, going all in like I did yesterday.
2: Yeah, I think Soto's still in play. It's just the price tag's way too constrictive. I mean, Noel's a lot worse versus lefties than he's versus righties. He's still not bad to either side of the plate. He's a good ground ball pitcher, but – Soto hits the ball so hard, and he's a all right fly ball guy. Um, if I'm using anyone else in this lineup, it's probably Thames. Like, Noel only has a 24% K rate going up against lefties so far this season. We look back to the last season, it was only 27%. Like, it's not the best matchup in the world. I'm probably not going to have exposure to Thames, but if you want to use another guy, Noel looks like he's going to be chucked. Thames isn't the worst leverage play in the world, Thames and Soto. But outside of that, yeah, I'm just off these Washington bats entirely.
1: On the Philly side, like, you could make an argument for stacking Philly against Corbin, um, you know, maybe as a leverage play. But outside of that, like, you know, you still got to kind of respect Corbin a little bit, but he does give up a ton of hard contact. To righties, this lineup's full of righties. Like, I could see this stack, like, hitting two or three home runs off of him.
2: I actually really like Hoskins today. I mean, he's been a little bit hotter recently, got a home run today, uh, got a 310 ISO going up against left-handed pitching so far this season. Corbin's never been that great versus righties. This season he's been even worse. Like, you only got a 19% K rate, giving up 53% hard contact. And the main thing is he does get a decent amount of ground balls. But, like, you look at this lineup here. I actually really like the Philly stack. Like, I really like the Philly stack the more I look at it. Like McCutcheon, 50, 67% fly ball rate this year. Hoskins, big fly ball guy. Harper, it's lefty-lefty. He's probably my least favorite at 6K, and you don't even need to throw him in your stack. But Real Segura, we know that they have a bunch of lefties in their lineup They absolutely – or righties in their lineup that absolutely mash lefties. They got bombs in there at 3.2K, so it's not hard to fit a full Philly stack here like – the more I look at it, the more I really am starting to like it. Going up, a whole bunch of fly ball hitters going up against a ground ball pitcher. And the ground ball pitcher is just, like, name recognition alone, people are not going to be playing too many Phillies bats, But they have a 4.7 implied run total for a reason. Like, I like Hoskins as a standalone, but I'm starting to talk myself more onto this Philly stack.
1: Yeah, like – I, like I said, I, I could see a stack working out here. Um, you know, we have some interesting spots on this slate just in general that you can definitely attack, but I do think this is one of those ones that you can kind of just, you know, see how it works out. Um, you know, because we're going to, we're going to see pretty decent ownership on the giants Rockies game I would guess. Um, but you know, it'd be interesting to see where the ownership lies in general on this slate. You know, Jordan Lyles is pitching, so who knows? um, Raising Yankees, Richards, Tanaka. Um, I'm guessing, is it going to be Tanaka? Like, I've seen mixed reports, um, but it sounds like it's going to be Tanaka. Do you have any interest here in Richards? No, no, none whatsoever. Like, this Yankees
2: lineup, even though it isn't what it normally is, Richards just not great. I mean, I get that he's cheap, but there's no real reason to use him, I don't think. Like, I, I, have, I have no desire to have him in my, any of my lineups. Like, I'd rather get up to an 8K guy. I'm, I'm out on
1: Richards. Yeah, you know, he is cheap, and I get it, but I don't know. I, I think there's other guys that you could potentially roll the dice on in this range um, if you're going to do it at all. So, like, there's, there's so many guys that I like today in this, like, 8K range that, like, I don't think I'll have to go down here. So, probably going to pass on Richards here. And then on the other side, Tanaka – like, I definitely want to respect the Rays lineup for sure. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tanaka?
2: I mean, he's not going to go late enough into the game. I mean, he hasn't gotten over, what, 71 pitches on the entire season. Yes, he's 7.6K. Yes, he can be efficient enough to go 5 and maybe get the win. But, really, there's no reason to use him. He can put up a 20-point game. There's a lot of good options in the AK range. Like, the Rays are not the worst lineup in the world. And they've get definitely got some guys that can beat him up. So, no no Tanaka for me.
1: Uh, let's talk bats anything stand out to you for tampa
2: i think meadows and lao like pretty much the same as every single day um meadows is probably a little bit too cheap like if you want to do a full stack i have no problem with it but tanaka is not a bad pitcher and like the yankees bullpen's good tanaka will go up a few home runs specifically to lefties. so i would target Choi, lao meadows in my lineup but um yeah, like, it, it's mostly Lau and Meadows as one-offs just because Tanaka will probably give up a bomb in this game. And I'm just hoping it's one of those two lefties which are the most likely to get it.
1: I don't mind Yoshi or um, Choi as well. Um, Tanaka does give up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to lefty. This game's in Yankee Stadium. So uh, Yoshi's sitting at 2.3K, um, and Choi is at 3.3K. So, like, I don't mind either one of those guys, like, Yoshi's small sample size, but this guy hits the ball in the air 48% of the time against right pitching. So um, definitely don't hate him as a value play at 2.3K. And then on the Yankees side of things, like I, I typically don't mind picking on Richards, so I don't mind playing some Yankees bats here. It's just my problem with the Yankees here is like this, this lineup's a little watered down, and like the guys I want to play are still almost all over 4K, so it, it's still kind of tough to make this um, whole stack work.
2: I like it. I mean, we don't currently have a line for it. I don't think yet, but they're probably going to have a run total over five would be my guess. Probably around 5.2. Yeah. Voight and LeMahieu are the guys I want to use, but Hicks is sitting there at 3.6 K Frazier's at 4k. Urschel is at 3.9 K Troutman is at 3.3 K Sanchez, 4.3 K. It's not a terribly expensive stack. And on a day where I'm trying to fit in eight k pitchers, that leaves me with right, like the perfect range for stacking up the Yankees. I, I like it quite a bit today like Richards is just not great he's not really great to either side of the plate he gives up a lot of hard contact and fly balls it is in New York like it's not going to be the greatest weather in the world but they definitely have a few guys that can hit the ball out so like Hicks is just far too cheap especially if he's batting third in the lineup but I like most of the Yankees here and then it's not too hard to fit in LeMayhew if you throw in some of the cheaper bats in this lineup so I like him mostly the one through seven guys but uh, I'm a, I'm probably more on the Yankees than you are.
1: Yeah, I think you 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 are definitely a little bit on them more than me. Um, um moving on, we got the Cubs and the Pirates. John Lester, Chad Cool. Um, any interest here in Lester?
2: None. Like he's just not that great. Like Pittsburgh is not a great lineup, but they don't strike out a huge clip. He's sitting at way too much at nine point four K. It's a good pitchers ball park, but I don't care. I have no interest in Leicester. I have no interest in anything in this game.
1: Um, yeah, like Pittsburgh, they're still top ten in like um Wilbur against left handed pitching this season. I'm I, I don't play Leicester. Um I've said this many times. Like they don't strike out a lot against left handed pitching either. So I'm probably gonna pass on Lester here, and then on the other side, Chad Cool. 20 percent k rate on the season 11 percent walk rate there's some strikeouts in the cubs lineup but again probably going to pass on him as well
2: yeah no like cubs line it's still a good pitcher's ballpark but the cubs are too good and he's too close priced to a lot of other really good arms
1: um let's talk bats here anything standing out to you for the cubbies no just
2: no like it it Cool's not that great, but I don't like the ballpark. There's too many other good bats on the slate. Like, like I said, I'm not I'm not playing a single guy from this game.
1: Yeah, Hayward's two point three K. Um, like I take that back. If I really need
2: salary, I might play Hayward.
1: And I think He's like Caratini. Someone... Yeah. You know, 3k for a catcher. Hap is not terrible at 4.1k. Like Schwarber's 4.3k. There's there's some guys here that I don't hate. Um Cheap wise, like they might be like a secondary like stack, like if you're stacking cores or something and you need like a secondary cheaper stack, like you could go you could go Hayward Hap and um you know Car- Carantini and like you're 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 saving a ton of money there. So I don't hate that. And then like Pittsburgh, they're cheap. They're really, really cheap um going up against Leicester. This is one of those spots that like it's the same spot as yesterday. I think that you know, you could look at some of these Pittsburgh bats as just you know, one-offs or two-man two stacks to just kind of save some value. Like, Stallings is 2.7K. Um, Ozuna's 2K. Hayes is 2K. If he's in the lineup, um, sounds like he's going to be in the lineup. They said that he's going to make his debut against the Cubs, so um, like, it's going to be interesting because there's a ton of cheap bats in this lineup.
2: Yeah, I mean, the more you talk about it, I don't think I'm going to need cheap bats just because of my pitching, but if it works out that way then yeah there are some cheap bats in this lineup
1: yeah like hayes man like cracking the lineup here um 2k like i don't know if both of these teams are like really interesting like one-offs or like secondary stacks on an expensive stack just because they're just so cheap and the position eligibility is pretty decent as well so definitely going to keep them in mind you know when i'm when i'm just looking overall at this game or on the slate just because of like the pricing on them that's all yeah that's fair the football season is less than 10 days away, and they're with the reigning champs set to take the field to kick off the season. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate week one of the football season, DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at $1 million top prize. So get in on all the action now. Making it rain with DraftKings is easy. Draft your team. Stay under the salary cap. And pile up points for yards, touchdowns, and so much more. On top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away a share of up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter the survivor Pool, and you instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. With all this cash up for grabs, there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND to get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. And for a limited time, get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings' free survivor pool. That's promo code GRIND to get in on all the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum $5 deposit required. Other terms and conditions, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're moving on. we got the Braves and the Red Sox. Ian Anderson, Ryan Weber, um, any interest here in Anderson?
2: No, no, not really. I mean, Red Sox aren't as great as they once were, um, but like, this is just not the slate. He sent it 6.8K, and I guess if you need some – I believe he did pitch well in his first outing here, but not a guy that I think I'm going to use here in the spot.
1: He's one of, like, two guys I think you can use under 7K on the slate, but I don't think that's saying much because a lot of these guys are guys you're going to be picking on with bats on the slate. It's more of, like, Mitch Moreland just got, you know, traded from the Red Sox. Um, JD Martinez is banged up. Um, he's dealing with a hand injury. He didn't play Monday. So, like, this could be a really watered-down Red Sox lineup. Um, so, like, price-wise, if you need it, if this lineup comes out and it's really bad um, – you know, with a lot of young guys and a lot of strikeouts, I think Ian Anderson's playable. Um, on the other side, I don't think uh, Ryan Weber is playable.
2: Yeah, no no interest in him at all. Atlanta's just going to destroy him here. He's not a good pitcher. I don't care how cheap he is. Don't use him.
1: No, Atlanta's a top stack on the slate. And then, you know, it's the same thing I said yesterday. And, like, they didn't – They didn't do everything that we wanted from them on um, Monday, but this is, I'm going right back to the well. I I love Atlanta here.
2: I'm right there with you. Weber is not good. The bullpen is not good. It's pretty much the same scenario over again. Like, just Atlanta outside of cores, like, just if we're talking about raw points, is probably the top projected stack on the slate. They might draw a decent amount of ownership. Their price tags aren't terrible, and there's definitely some cheap bats in here. So I expect them to be fairly highly owned. I think a lot of people are going to double stack cores with Atlanta and some of the cheap bets. It's fully understandable. I'm going to check on the ownership, but as of right now, like raw points, they're one of the top stacks on the entire slate, maybe the top stack outside of Coors.
1: Oh yeah. And you know, obviously you got to look at the lineup comes out. like the vol's cheap enough that like, you know, there's some cheaper bats here, but I love it. I love Atlanta here. And then, um, on the Boston side, man, this lineup is ugly, and that's you know one of the reasons that I was saying Anderson. But like, I don't hate Devers or like Verdugo, but like you're paying up for Devers, like he's still really expensive. Verdugo's prices come up too.
2: Yeah, no, that's the real problem. Is the prices just makes him out of play for me. I'm not gonna argue with Verdugo or Devers, but like the bats I want are just far too expensive.
1: I'm not stacking them up. I'm probably
2: not using any Boston bats.
1: Yeah, like, if, if J.D.'s out, you got to beat Verdugo, Devers, and Bogarts. Like, that's one of the reasons that Anderson's not the worst play on the slate at his price. So, ugly lineup for the Red Sox right now. Um, Mets, Orioles, um, Kilomi cool. um, against Wojciechowski, Any interest in Franklin, Kilomi? I mean,
2: if you need something cheap, I don't hate it because they're going up against Baltimore. I know Baltimore hasn't struck out a huge – rate so far this season. They do have they've had better bets than we expected, but uh like if you really need someone cheap, he's fine. Like I don't know how late he's gonna go into the game. Like his stuff minors were decent, although I don't think he played last year. Like he hasn't looked terrible. He didn't have control in his second start, but they called him up. He may be able to go eighty five pitches. If you really need someone cheap, it's up against Baltimore. It's not a great stadium, but I d I don't hate the move.
1: And like, he's the other guy that you can potentially look at on this slate. Like, him and um, Anderson are the two guys that I think are cheap enough that you could look at. But I like Anderson a little bit more, depending on what we see lineup-wise. This kid has a 13% swing and strike rate, but uh, 15% walk rate. You know, command has been an issue with him so far. So I definitely worry about that a little bit. Um, on the other side, you go Wojcicki. Like, he doesn't do anything well, it seems like. You know, he. a lot of his stats are rough.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no real interest in him. There was a small period of time where he was striking out everyone last year. Not so much the case this year. This is not an easy lineup for a righty, so I'm not using him.
1: Yeah, they're going to throw, you know, six, seven lefties at him. Uh, Let's talk Mets, bats, anything standing out to you here?
2: I mean, the prices on them are all decent. Nothing's great, so I don't mind a stack. I mean, Baltimore's not got a great bullpen. Woj is not that great of a pitcher. Like, Alonzo – Cano, Smith, Conforto, Nimo, all decent plays here. They're all sitting around four and a half, four point four K. So I don't mind using any of these bats. They all got some pop and has oh, giving up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate. A lot of fly balls. He's playing over in Baltimore. So I, I like the Mets stack today.
1: Yeah, they're cheap, man. Like I was no I noticed that before we got started. Um just some of these guys, like I know like Todd Frazier is like very boom bust. Like you hate playing him, but he's 2.5 K like he's super cheap, but like, look at the price on Conforto, like 4.3 K for Conforto. Like you can make an argument for Conforto as like a cash game play Alonzo 4.4 K you can make an argument for him as a cash game play at these prices. So, um, I know like Alonzo started off kind of slow, but like it's not the worst. So I, I think the Mets are definitely in play here. Ballpark upgrade definitely helps, um, on the Baltimore side of things, anything standing out to you?
2: Maybe Santander, but he's too expensive. So, not really. Like, if he gets wild, then it's it's not gonna. It may lead to a decent amount of runs, but it's not gonna lead to a whole lot of fancy points. So, I'm out on the Baltimore bats. They're all too expensive.
1: Yeah, Montcastle. Ever since he got called up, has been hitting. Um, but righty-righty matchup. We don't know really what to expect out of righty-righty matchups for him yet. Um, you know, Santander's always a guy you can play. It's just he's super expensive. So it's it's really tough to just kind of make him work on this slate. Tigers and Brewers. Um, we got an opener situation with the Tigers. It'd be Fulmer and then Daniel Norris and then Adrian Hauser on the other side. Do you have any interest in this whole like opener situation for Detroit? No, neither are gonna go long enough. Neither of them are worth it. Yeah, like I, I think one game, Norris like went a decent amount of pitches, but um overall I'm gonna I'm going to probably pass. Um, and then on the other side, like, I love Hauser. Like, it's a righty against Detroit. Like, uh, it's hard not to like a righty against Detroit. Look at the strikeout rates on these guys. 29% for Candelario, 41% for Goodrum. Like, there's, there's five, six guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over 29% against righties this season.
2: Oh, yeah, no, it's a righty who is very good against righties. And struggles against lefties, and the lefties are Reyes, Candelario, Goodrum, Stewart. Like, they're, they're not good. They're not good bats. Like, Hauser is one of the top plays on the entire slate. He's far too cheap considering his matchup. Like, yeah, use Hauser. Hauser, like, he's one of three guys in this price range where I just may end up going all in on 8K guys in this slate. Uh, but I don't know how lineup construction will go, but Hauser's probably number one. He might be number two, but Hauser's definitely a guy that you want to get into all your lineups.
1: He's been terrible recently. I'm willing to overlook that. Um, I think this is a a great spot to get a bounce back and, you know, kind of get your, your feet back a little bit. Get through six clean innings. Let the bullpen pick up your win for you. Um, I just – I think this is a good one. Like, you know, he's had some really high BABIP in the last couple games. And, you know, the the XFIP is still under four in almost every start this season for him. So, um, I like him a lot. I'm with you. Just too cheap for the matchup. And I don't really have any interest in the Detroit bats. Like, you can always play Scope as a one-off. But I'm going to pass on these guys. Yep, no interest in them at all um milwaukee like we're gonna get this whole like righty lefty um you know opener situation we're gonna see a lot of the detroit bullpen here do you have any interest in the brewers at all
2: not really like yelich here are both over 5k makes it a little bit tough to stack them yes they have a pretty decent implied run total but they have just not been great this year i don't think it's a spot where i really really want to go with them so I'm, i'm just like garcia if he cracks the lineup comes back at 3.3k is not the worst idea in the world he's going to get a few innings against the lefty so he probably only has one at bat versus fulmer it's cheap but like i'm not gonna argue with yellow here as a one-off i'm just probably not doing it
1: ben gambles 2.6k i don't hate that um like we're gonna get two or three innings i'm out of fulmer he's been terrible this season Yelich is someone you can pay up for on the slate because he can hit left-handed pitching too. And Daniel Norris is not great. Um, Jed Jerko's hit lefties well this season, but may only get one at bat against the lefty. So, like for the most part, I'm probably gonna stay away from the brew crew here. Um, Indians and Royals. We got Zach Plesic against Matt Harvey. Um, any interest in Plesik?
2: Um, I mean, he was obviously on the COVID list. He hasn't pitched in a little while, but. Prior to that, he was pitching fantastic, like 31% K rate, 2.6% walk rate, 3X FIP, like he was pitching really well. I'm slightly worried about his pitch count coming back from this. Like I want to hear something about it, but if his pitch count's going to be all right, he's drastically improved since last year. Like I'm trying to figure out why, and I look through things, and it's kind of his pitch mix. Like his changeup is going a whole lot better this season, which – allowed him to get a whole bunch more Ks versus lefties. He's got a 50% whiff rate on his changeup. His curve has been great. Like, he's pitched super well. I don't expect him to draw a ton of ownership. If I hear that he's full go for a full amount of pitches, which I know Cleveland loves to do, he's going up against the Royals. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. He's one of the other 8K pitchers that I really love here. And, like, judging what I think ownership's going to be, I think he's going to go way underowned if we get information about how many pitches he's going to go.
1: Like, he didn't, like, actually get COVID, though, right? Like, he was one of the one he went out in, like, Chicago or something like that, and, like, they – like, he broke protocols for, like, the Cleveland Indians, and, like, the president of the team was like, oh, there's no place for him right yeah, now.
2: That was, a, that was a Clevenger situation. Oh, yeah, now I remember.
1: Right. So – um I think pitch wise, Cleveland has been a team all season that have has kind of let their guys go. I think we see him go over ninety here. I like him a lot. Like, um, I looked into it as much as I could. I couldn't find anything as far as like how deep, but as well as he's pitched this season, as bad as this bottom of the lineup has been for the Royals, like this is just a spot at eighty three hundred, I'm willing to take the risk. Like, we just we have these guys in this eight K range and like he's just another one of them that like, I, I like a lot. Like, we have Hauser, Pleasic, and Valdez. And, like, that's one of the reasons that I don't think I have to pay up a pitcher on the slate. So, um, on the other side, we got Matt Harvey. Like, at one point, Matt Harvey was really good at throwing baseballs. Um, now he's really good at throwing baseballs that get hit very hard.
2: Yeah, 60% hard hit rate on the season, 13.8%. walk Grape, not using him
1: simply said my friend listen cleveland's been terrible this season it's matt harvey do we do we do we stack them up and hope that um we get a good cleveland game here yeah i
2: mean i think they did have 12 runs the other night so i i don't care it's matt harvey like it it, just do it just do it like it's not you're not happy about and that may draw a little bit less ownership than they probably should have but they can't do have some good bats in there. They can put up a decent amount of runs. Harvey's not good. Like, just, like, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, two guys that you want to prioritize. Santana has not been hitting great, but he's drawing a ton of walks so far this season. Reyes can crush the ball, and Harvey has a 75%, very small sample size, hard hit rate going up against righties. Like, Nyquen is 2.6K, Naylor, if he cracks the lineup his minimum price they just got him so i don't know if he's going to be in there or not but if he's in there absolutely throw him in because that's a ridiculous price tag um but yeah stack up the indians today
1: Naylor would be in there he pinch hit um against kansas city so like he's already with the team so um he'll be in there so 2.2.0 um Nyquan finally had a bad game. Like, Brad Keller did Brad Keller things. Like, that guy is so tilting. Um, How's it tilting? You just play against him? No, like, he just did Brad Keller things. Like, he just went out and threw, like, six innings, got a ton of ground balls, and, like, didn't get rocked. And like Just gosh. keep doing
2: it. He's he's going to get blown up I, the rest of the season.
1: I know. I'm going to stack against him all year. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like Cleveland here. There's a lot of cheap bats. There's a lot of ways to build this stack. Um, I, I think they're fantastic. Um, Framo Reyes goes yard here like it, it just go ahead and lock that one in so um, Kansas City I really don't have any interest in any of these guys
2: I mean neither Solaire is probably the one guy I would consider using his 4.2k like Plesek has been much better versus lefties than he has versus righties so far this season but I'm probably fading them all um
1: yeah here we go moving on Right Sox, Twins, Dallas Keuchel, Michael Pineda. Um, Any interest here in Keuchel? Against the Twins, no. Like, you got to be able to attack the Twins with, like, strikeouts. Um, I'm going to easily pass. I know, like, the Twins have been bad against left-handed pitching this season. Like, obviously, they haven't been as good um, outside of, like, Sano and Cruz and a couple other guys. But, like, I I just can't play Keuchel. As far as, like, Michael Pineda, he's coming back from a 60-game suspension. Um, He threw a simulated bullpen, like, match um, a week or so ago, I think is what I read. And, like, he was around, like, 70 pitches in that. So, like, I think he'll probably end up, like, 80, 85 here um, if he's pitching well. Do you have any interest in him?
2: Not really. Again, there's too many other guys in that price range. And he's kind of reverse splitzy. Like, there's a lot of varieties. In this lineup in last year, he had a 45% fly ball rate and a 45% hard contact rate. rate. He's, yes, he can strike guys out. There's a possibility they goes 85 pitches, ends up with seven Ks, but he's probably at least given up two bombs. Like, I, I don't see many ways where he ends up outscoring any of the, or make more than one of the three other pitchers that are slightly more expensive than him.
1: Uh, let's talk bats here for the White Sox. Um, Eloy Jimenez, like, he actually profiles like a top three hitter in my model today, um, batted ball profile-wise. Like, he's, um, he hits fastballs really well, and he hits sliders really well, and that's what Michael Pineda throws um, like 90-plus percent of the time against right-handed pitching. So I, I love him. I don't know if I'll fully stack this team, but, like, I love um, Jimenez here. I think he is a fantastic play.
2: I will fully stack this team. Absolutely. Um, Pineda, yes, he strikes out these amount of guys, but he hasn't pitched in a while. We don't know how great he is going to be in this matchup, but we do know from his past that, again, he gives up a ton of fly balls and a ton of hard contact to righties. So Abreu, Eloy, Edwin, Robert, Tim Anderson, even Moncada and Grandall, like, I like them all. Like, I... I say this on a very consistent basis. It works out on a very consistent basis, but I'm playing a lot of White Sox today. Like, just you want guys that can give up home runs to him. And Panada last year, two fifteen ISO to righties. So I can't expect him to be fully ready right now. So I I, I think that he's going to get beat up here.
1: All right, um, Twins, Cruz. Cruz, Cruz, and Snow, right? Like, yeah. I don't think this is like your home run chasing here. I think for Minnesota, like Keuchel, he gets so many ground balls. Like, you're attacking the guys with fly ball rates, like Cruz, that you know hits the ball really, really hard. And... Yeah, and Snow, who
2: strikes out a ton against a guy who just doesn't strike out guys. Like, it's a perfect spot for Snow. He's probably my favorite, but it's him and Cruz, and that's really like you're just you're just taking one off.
1: Uh, Texas at Houston. It'd be um an opener situation. Then Jordan Lyles and then Frambo Valdez. Um, I we're not playing Garcia. Like he's not going deep here. We're probably not playing Lyles either, right? Like he's been no. he no. has been awful this year. No, I stack against
2: Lyles every single time, and it's always a great decision.
1: Yeah, he's, he has been something. That's for sure. Um, it hasn't been good. Let's just say that (laughs) like (laughs) that's the easy way to put it. Um, I love Valdez here, Grant. Like again, I can't stress it enough. Like this team this year has been just terrible and Valdez 113 pitches last time out. Like didn't think we'd see that. And, um, that's all I needed to see.
2: Yeah, 61% ground ball rate, 26% K rate, doesn't allow a lot of walks, low XFIP, going up against a team that's just absolute trash. Tons of strikeouts, like just play Valdez. Like, like I said, Plezac, Valdez, and well, I can't remember. Well, I can't remember. That, and Hauser, three guys that I won't be surprised if I just – like I don't know how line construction is going to go, but I may just put in my thing like – minimum of this amount of all these guys and just X everyone out of my lineups. Uh, these three guys are going to crush Valdez could be the top one. I don't know. They're all three in great spots, but Valdez has been great and there's a horrible lineup going up against him
1: yeah, Horrible indeed. Um, we don't even know what the lineup's going to look like, but uh, I don't have any interest in the Texas bats. I think Valdez is a top play on the slate and um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overthink this one by any means. Like, I'm just going to play him. Like you said, like, I play – mostly play three lineups on each site. And, like, there's a good chance that I just mix these those three guys and, and just call it a night.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the smartest thing to do.
1: Um, Houston Bats, man, they've been struggling this year. But we know how bad Lyles has been. Can you make an argument for the Houston Bats here? Yeah, Lyles is terrible. Lyles yeah. is
2: horrible. Like – I get that they haven't been doing a whole lot, but
1: you can make it. Brantley's 3.2K.
2: Yeah, Brantley's 3.2K like he has been this entire year. Brantley's one of the top cash game plays on the entire slate. And then Altuve, Springer, Gary L., like Tucker. I'm not going to argue with any of these guys. Lyles is absolutely horrible. So play Houston Bats. Like, it's it's that simple.
1: Yeah, they've been terrible this year, but this is a great spot. Um, Tucker, man, like, he is. He's a phenomenal play. Springer at four point four K. Like these guys are they're just they're too cheap here. Um they're just they're too cheap for a matchup against Jordan Lyles, that's for sure. So I'm with you. I, I think I think you can make the argument of just playing against Jordan Lyles. Yeah. Uh, Support for Rotor Grinders Morning Grind is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Listen, no one wants to cut themselves down there. Grant, you don't want to cut yourself down there. I don't want to cut myself down there. I know everyone that's a man, and that's been around for a while, has had an issue and uh, don't want to see that. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new improved lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features in this is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code amgrind at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code amgrind at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code amgrind. Use it. All right, moving on, we got Coors, Giants, Rockies, Kevin Gaussman, John Gray. gaussman has been good this season. Um, Gausman's uh, been great this season. Yeah. Um, like, we just watched the Rockies just kind of flop big time on Monday. They scored zero runs. Um, like, they just – they didn't do anything in that game. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Gaussman? I don't hate it.
2: I actually don't hate it. Like, it's a fastball splitter guy. There's going to be a lot of lefties in this lineup here. Like, he can strike out lefties at a pretty heavy clip. I know he's been striking out righties at a much higher clip than lefties so far this year. But, like, I think he's due for some positive regression going up against lefties, throwing out splitter as often as he does. Like, it's not the best pitch for course, but it's not the worst. I, I think that he I think that he actually does decent. I don't think I'm using any Rockies, but we'll get to that in a second. But if it weren't for those AK guys, I'd probably have a decent amount of ownership in him. And in big field tournaments, I would actually use Gaussman.
1: Like, yeah, man, if if one of those guys gets scratched or something like that, I don't know. Like, um, I I think you can make an argument more for Gossman than I had originally thought. Um, like he put up he's pitching cores once already this season. Um sixteen point four against the Rockies earlier this season. Like, that's not a terrible price like for his price, I, I would almost take sixteen point four. Um, so I think he's definitely in play as far well, only, as uh, like a-
2: when you look at that too he only went 83 pitches he's more stretched out now
1: Yep. so
2: an extra inning he could end up with 20 here if he ends up getting the win
1: hey john gray looked pretty good in his last start against arizona but a lot of people have looked good against arizona and and like he had a good game against texas too um I, i i like he's just gonna have to prove it to me i'm not playing him here yeah i'm not
2: i have no interest in john gray here it's in Coors, like, yeah, he had a decent outing versus Arizona, but that was in Arizona. At home, he had a decent outing versus Texas, but every other outing has not been great. Um, so I'm not using him. I have no interest.
1: Did, um, did DraftKings just forget, like, the Giants were going to Coors today? Did you see the pricing on these guys? I think that they just remembered that they were the Giants. I I I guess I guess that's like an argument, right? Like that you can say that, but like I I just you look at it and you're like, oh man, oh these guys are cheap. They're really really cheap. (laughs) They priced up (laughs) Yaz. Well, like they could price him up. He's been crushing the ball this season. So like, yeah, but I don't know, man. I I feel like the Giants are going to be very very popular in cash games and tournaments on the slate.
2: Yeah, I mean Belt's going to be your cash game first baseman. Um, Flores is probably too cheap. Like everyone's too cheap outside of Yaz, and Yaz has just been demolishing the ball. So the Giants are the top stack on the slate because of pricing. Like they're in Coors. John Gray has not been great this season. Like I, don't, I the only argument against playing them is game theory. Same thing is with most slates with cores on it
1: like there's a lot of stacks i like in the slate i know there's a bunch of teams that we've talked about i don't think you have to play the giants in tournaments so like i don't think it's that crazy to um look elsewhere like i, I do think they're cash games you got to play these guys you got to play bell you got to play dickerson like, these got to play these guys are cheap um but in tournaments you could i could definitely see going underway here like that's probably going to be like my expert survey like how are you going to be different on the slate like i I think there's like four or five stacks that I like um, just about the same as the giants. So um, the Rockies against Galsman, like this might be a spot that I just like say I'm going to be underweight on cores in general.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to. As of right now, my plan is not to use Rockies like it very easily could change tomorrow. I haven't created any lineups, but as of right now, I do not want to use any Rockies like Gaussman has been good so far this season. He has, not, like, his numbers for, against lefties don't really make sense. He's giving up a large WOBA, a large ISO, but he's striking him out. He's not walking. He's not giving up a ton of hard contact. He's not giving up a ton of fly balls. His splitter is good. I, I don't really plan on using any Rockies at all as of this moment. I'm not going to argue with any of them. Tappy is too cheap, but I'm I'm just out on the Rockies.
1: Yeah, I just – I can't do it, man. I just – I – I'm going to probably pass. Like I said, I think that's a way that I can be different on this slate. So I'm just going to pass. I think um, now, like, I pull up way of HQ and, like, the Rockies are like 5% owned. That changes everything. Like, they're under 10%, that changes everything. Like, I don't yeah, care it's who's still pitching. Course. Yeah, like, I don't care who's pitching. Um, so definitely want to look at the ownership and see what we're going to be looking at here. Diamondbacks and Dodgers, Alex Young, Julio Urias. Um, any interest here in Alex Young?
2: He's been good so far this year, but he's facing the Dodgers. I mean, I know that there were a lot worse versus lefties, but probably not using him. I'd rather go up to, like, Valdez or any of those guys.
1: Listen, the Dodgers have been terrible against lefties. Like, they're not, like, much better against righties. They've been terrible. Like, they still hit the ball really hard when they make contact, but – you look at some of the ISOs and stuff on this team. They've been terrible against lefties. I can't play young, but, like, this might be a spot to go underweight on the Dodgers. Um, the car, the Arizona Diamondbacks are terrible. Um, you know, if we got any – like, if we had any idea if Arias is going to pitch deeper, like, he, you can make an argument. But, like, I just can't trust the pitch count. I love the matchup, just can't trust the pitch count.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and I don't like the price tag when – the ret there's multiple guys on the slate that I would rather
1: go with like i can't take a bat in this game is there any bat that like stands out to you here
2: for the diamondbacks
1: probably not yeah this like, is i'm gonna i'm just gonna pass on these bats man i, I can't like either side like i don't even know it's gonna be 98 like, degrees is the big thing like it's uh, going to be
2: hot so that's why the dodgers are at 5.6 run total um like going with bets I don't mind, like, Turner, the righties, Pollock's too cheap. I, I, I don't mind this spot, and, like, I'm not in love with it, but the weather makes me want to use some Dodger bats.
1: Yeah, I guess, like, Pollock, maybe. That's uh, – you, you could always talk me into playing some of these guys. Like, I know Turner's been terrible against lefties this season, but he still has, like, a 56% hard hit rate, so, like – I guess you could, you could play the Dodgers. Like it's going to be hot. Like you said, you know, I don't hate that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's weather. That's it.
1: It'd be interesting to see like uh, what weather edge says for this game, like how much it actually bumps it up. Yeah.
2: Check it out guys. Sign up for premium.
1: Yeah. A bunch of stuff you can check out, man. Um, Use your tools. Use your tools. Um, Let's move on to the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Grant, give me a guy under 8K to get uh, six or more strikeouts on the slate. Gasman. I figured that's where you were going to go. I'm going to go Ian Anderson. Uh, just, I just think the Red Sox lineup could be really bad. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? Corbin. Oh, I like it. Um, I did say Giolito yesterday, by the way. Um I'm going to go with um, Lester. <laughs> it's always going to be my answer when he's on the slate. Um, over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. Who do you got? Uh, Hoskins. All right. I like that one. Um, he's been super – he's crushed it. Like the slow start is over with him. It wasn't gonna, a slow um, start. He was still
2: walking at 25%. Yeah, rate.
1: I, listen, I hear you. I hear yeah. you.
2: Uh, I was me- Cardi agreed with me.
1: <laughs> give me um, give me free money, Freddie, on this slate to go yard, um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Brantley, the freebie, yeah, is what we like to call him. Um, oh, bonus home run by the way, Eloy Jimenez, bonus home run. Um, to buy myself a second to find someone under 4K that I liked. I can't remember. Uh, give me Nick Marcakis. He's the first guy that I like that I saw. Um, Give me a stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? White Sox. Braves are cheating, right? Like I can't go Braves, right?
2: Braves. I'll I'll let you have it, but yeah, it's it's a. I took the free square with Brantley, so I can't
1: argue. Yeah, I'm gonna go Atlanta. I just already said you know two Atlanta players. They're like I said, they're one of my favorite stacks in the slate. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Stand that AK with pitching, and you'll win money.
1: We hope so. We hope it's a good day, and um, we hope those guys pay off. So, that's gonna wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and uh, we'll see you
2: then. See, kids.